everyone, and welcome to episode 131 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. Today, it's all about All-Star Week, and we're going to talk about some predictions. We're going to talk about the Home Run Derby. We're going to talk about some of the replacements that came through, uh, do a little recap of the Futures game. Also, the draft, which is happening as we speak. Uh, the first round has completed, so we're going to discuss a little bit about the top 10 picks and then uh, maybe from some of the picks from some of our own teams. Um, but uh, before that, we have a little bit of news. And before that, I got to introduce uh, us. Uh, I'm Naim. I didn't introduce myself. Also joining me today, uh, Pat. How's it going, Pat? What up? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Also, Kevin is the third one on this podcast. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy, happy to be here. Fantastic. Uh, the first half, guys, is over, um, uh, you know, officially, right? The official first half end is is when you get to the All-Star game. Um, baseball's great. It really baseball's is. Baseball's fun, man. Oh, my God. So the much game fun. is such a, is in such a good state right now. It's doing it's. Yeah, that's the, you're, you're, yes. that's, that's the thing, right? Baseball really feels like baseball is, is healthy right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think I, I will say I'll say this, right? But this, this might be the only time that I do this. We clown on Manford a lot, but <laughs> baseball is doing really well right now. And Rob Manford is the commissioner. And some of these were his his things, right? The pace of play stuff like they weren't wrong about pace of play being a problem. They just took a while to get to the actual solution. <laughs> Absolutely. And then once they found it there and you, you ask the casual fans and even the diehard fans how they feel about it now. And it's, it's almost unanimous in a lot of circles. Like I love it. And even on a game where the Brewers, you know, we tied the record for fastest game in stadium history at two hours and four minutes this past weekend. And everyone I talked to about is like, Oh, that's great. In and out, obviously you won. So it feels better. But yeah. um, in general, I think that there's a lot of fans that are supportive of this whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very much still in the Craig Kimbrell camp of uh, screw the pitch clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, it's just it's just nice to have. Like, not everybody can be Mark Burley. So if you make everybody be Mark Burley, then suddenly <laughs> the games move quicker. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I uh, I, I get you know the, the 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 problem is there are those pitch there are those like Jordan Lyles guys right who like if you don't make them pitch in time then your game's gonna last three hours just because lyle's on the mound and apparently quote-unquote eating innings um so like someone has to yeah 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 i just you know is 170 really eating innings um (laughs) whatever (laughs) whatever if that's what if that's what the innings eater is these days then i guess that's what an innings eater is these days um but uh but i don't know I, i i i uh I think Pat is the only only remaining holdout on the podcast about the pitch. <laughs> They'll never so. change. They'll never change. We'll see. We'll see. There's the, the, all the other ones, you know, the the intentional walk rule, the zombie runner, all the other changes that are that are supposed to be pace of play stuff. I think are dumb, but the pitch clock fundamentally works. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you I'll, get rid of I'll the Manfred runner. I'll hate be happy. the Manfred runner. That's yeah, word. No, no, the Manfred runner is terrible. I, I, you know, and, and like, it, yeah, the, it, but what we already fixed whatever. the pace of play issues now with the pitch clock. So if yep. the whole idea with the, if the ghost runner was to make games faster, uh, just come on. Well, part of it too was was to reduce injury risk because of you know guys playing longer games and whatnot. Uh, and that's fair. That's fair. But if I get it for the playoffs, though, like why why change it? What you gonna yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Hey, let's talk about some of the news of the week. Uh, uh, Somebody who's not healthy, Mike Trout broke his handmate bone, is out till August. Uh, 
man, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago with Judge, sort of similar thing, right? Broke broke his uh, uh, ankle or whatever, um, or, or I don't remember exactly what the deal was, but uh, uh, you know that injury sidelined him for a while, and now and now Trout, two starting outfielders for the AL in the in the All Star game, um, it blows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, no we just got done it. talking about the state of baseball being great, and then you you turn around the next story we talk about is the face of baseball being out. August. Yeah, you know, obviously it's not yeah, two, a season-ending injury. Baseball, right? Because, yeah, right. Uh, to, exactly. To, like, because Judge too, right? Obviously plays in New York and 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 all that. Like, all you got left is Shohei, who is right. who is, I think, the face of <laughs> baseball worldwide. Yeah, put him in bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, it's but yeah, funny. It's the same. It, well, not really funny, but like we we compared Mike Trout to uh, Mickey Mantle, and he's now entered the Mickey Mantle point of his career where he's just injured all the time. Yeah, well, it just feels like that's been the last few years for him of just like, you know, having these kind of freak injuries, right? Because like people don't break their handmade bones normally, but when a 99 mile an hour fastball comes at your wrist or or like, you know, like just swinging a baseball bat is not a natural motion, right? Like you might like you or I might like, you know, break our Achilles or, or, uh, you know, rupture our Achilles tendons, just like doing basic stuff or like, you know, plantar fasciitis happens to a regular person, but like a handmade bone injury, (laughs) like that happens to baseball players and nobody else. Right. Unless like, you like a hammer you know, dropped on your hand or something weird. Yeah, or like carpenters, you know, like <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> because because of using, you know, like because of because of those those handles. And so like, yeah, it just like that just sucks. Like and 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 yeah, it has been like, you know, a few years of this for Trout of like missing, you know, decent time. Uh uh he hasn't played 160 games. Uh, he hasn't played 155 games is what you call a full season, right? Since 2016. Yeah. Yep, 114, 140, 134. 2020 doesn't count. 36 in 2021, which really sucked. And then 119 last year. And then this year, again, you know, if missing four to eight weeks is probably going to play 100 and 100, 120 games. Like it, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's baseball is certainly more fun when, when Mike Trout is on the field, uh, especially when he's on that same field as Shohei Otani. And so, yeah, and it certainly would be more fun if the angels were actually, you know, producing to a point where it'd be like, Oh my God, Mike Trout missing is going to, you know, drastically what? destroy their chances. Well, the thing is that they were. Now. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day though, it's, it's still like the angels. I, I mean, obviously you know, it. If it felt like it wasn't necessarily going to last, but like they, they were, you know, only a few games away from like a wild card two weeks ago. You know, I think they were like they were basically like within like a half a game of a wild card like a week ago. The last time the last time we recorded the podcast and they I think technically still are like a game game and a half out of a wild card. But it's just like, you know, if you're losing trout and, and they've lost a lot of other guys too, <laughs> um, right. you know, uh, 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 Brandon Drury and like, you know, they they, they, they don't have all of the guys there that they would like to have there um so like it it's just it's not going well and like and you yeah, gotta they've lost their last five and, around, right but. and now that you see it now he's gone he's, he's lost it they've lost their last five they're now five out of the wild card and yeah. probably right the trout's definitely, he's been out for five you know, days so, yeah, here we go. so all right foot and mouth you got me on that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's uh, mike trout's there they Which, won a couple of those games my point and, is and... that's surprising right from a general well, no, standpoint that, yeah absolutely. it's like oh, wait absolutely <laughs> but, now, but it's like this, this is like the the the, the, the year that it's like hey maybe they'll finally threaten and they'll you know be like like the Phillies last year sneak in on a third wild card and suddenly Shohei and Trout enter playoff mode and, and they're, they're pumping that team up. It's like, Oof. nope, Trout breaks his wrist on July 3rd, you know, his handmade on July 3rd and, and suddenly, <laughs> you know, this 
Suddenly, you... all is dark again. The halo is out. Because again, they already had been missing guys, but like you can you can plug in guys to replace guys, but you there's not really anybody out there you can plug in to replace Mike Trout. <laughs> That's just That's not true. Dead. Mickey Moniac is hitting like a beast. Hey, you know what? That's true. The uh, the the Angels were really trying to figure out how to get Mickey Moniac in the lineup, and suddenly, <laughs> here's, here's the Gary Zoo. <laughs> you know, in in the words of Jeff Goldblum, life uh, uh, finds finds, finds a way. way. Life finds, finds a way. A way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Joe Adele also is hitting well in in five games. I think they called him up to replace Trout, but like, yeah. Maybe maybe Joe Adele finally becomes the guy who they wanted him to be. Maybe you know, maybe maybe the Angels have the surprise one and Trout comes back in August and the Angels are still in the hunt and right. he's the maybe push they Maybe they rally need. around the team and you know, we get through it to the injury and their captain Absolutely. comes back. And this still mean that dugout, you know, he's a, he's a clubhouse leader. So, he'll right, have more time he'll have more time to do TikTok, which is which is nice because <laughs> my trust my trust TikTok is is very fun. So, oh, <laughs> the uh the real big story of the weekend, the uh Detroit Tigers threw a combined no-hitter against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh the starting pitcher was uh Matt Manning, uh and then Jason Foley and Alex Lang uh close it out. Manning really did look gassed. He had been injured most of the season. I think he's only made four starts this year. Or I think this is his fifth start of the season. And at six and two thirds innings, 91 pitches, uh, he walked a batter, and then they were like, all right, this is this is the time to pull him. But yeah. uh Foley and Lane kept it going. Uh this ninth uh Ninth uh, no hitter in front Tigers franchise history, their first combined no hitter, and their last no hitter was Spencer Turnbull against the Mariners in May of 2021, which was the year of the no hitter. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you see a no hitter, right? It's pretty awesome. That's the 20th combined no hitter in history, so that's pretty neat in that sense. It doesn't happen too often. Um, the Tigers are now the second team in MLB history to allow at least a dozen runs in one game and then uh, no hit the same team the very next day. They lost, uh, I think it was like 12 to 2 the night before, and then came in and no hit uh, Toronto the next day. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, this uh, um, comment uh, on uh, on r slash baseball in the last three days, the Blue Jays have played 38 innings. In the first 10 innings, they had one hit. In the middle 19 innings, they had 37 hits. In the last nine innings, they had zero hits. <laughs> <laughs> wild. Baseball is wild. That is yeah. a Blue Jays baseball, baby. That is Blue Jay baseball, yeah. Uh, and 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 by the way, Kevin Gaussman like pitched a pretty fine game on the other side. You know, it's not like it's not like the the Tigers were annihilating uh, from uh, from the bat, so they really needed Matt Manning to uh, to yeah. keep them in that game. Yeah, I mean, right, two runs is is not a whole lot of anything, and five hits too. Tigers only got five hits, so yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Shouldn't have allowed any. That's that's the Gasman's problem. <laughs> ah, double no hitter. Come on. Double no hitter. Hey, you know what? That would have been incredible. What a, that would have been something. <laughs> that, I, that I would be telling my kids about. I, I was at a I was at a, a barbecue, like a summer barbecue, uh, on that on the day, and um, I was inside, even though I was an outdoor barbecue, because one of the TV because I, I live in Chicago, but one of the TVs had on the Cardinals game because they were playing the White Sox, and then one of the other TVs had on the no hitter just because that's what was on the TV. Like they didn't put it on on purpose. So I was like sort of straddling in between the two rooms, watching the Cardinals game on one TV and the no hitter on the other TV. <laughs> so it's a fun day. Good fun yeah. too. Great barbecue. Yeah. And, uh, America's <laughs> I, a great place to get your ball game. So 
Great for I didn't Tiger even fans. know the no hitter happened until this morning because I was at a cousin's wedding this weekend, and where they were at, it's like in the endless mountain region of Pennsylvania, so like Canton, Pennsylvania. So there's like no cell service there. Um, it's it's a town where. I'd say the funeral industry is probably the top industry there. You know, <laughs> no one's coming there. Everyone's Yikes. leaving, and they're usually leaving <laughs> in the grave. So, um, right. But it was a nice wedding. But yeah, this was the first I heard of it. So the uh, the Tigers improved to thirty nine and forty nine on the season. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Detroit! Thirty nine and fifty going into the break. <laughs> Wahoo! Uh, but there yeah. is still a chance because they're in the, you know, one of the worst divisions in the entire league. So it's true. Know, they're, they're only five still... and a half games out I, of first yeah. place I right now. I would argue to say that it's the worst division in all sports. Ooh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the 45 and 45 Guardians are I, leading I think, that division right now. So. I think the only division that comes close to being that bad is the AFC South in the NFL. I am I am rooting for the uh, whoever wins that division, whether it's the Guardians or the Twins or a Surgeons Tigers or White Sox to win that division with an eighty and eighty two record, because um, that yes. would be please <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> I really they, want they them sweep the entire playoffs. Oh my god! Uh, can you dude, that can would... you imagine the it, the twenty twenty three Minnesota Twins with an eighty and eighty two record winning the World Series? It would uh, be the best. It would right. It would give hope to like teams like the Brewers. They'd be like, hey, we have an actual chance of of not having a great overall season, but still making a run that's yeah. all obviously yeah, uh, yeah. I, think I, mentioned, I mentioned last week too. i think guys, i said this, but... i think I had a similar thing last <laughs> week and, and last week i i said the the i i, I can't imagine I, I didn't look up the stats but i can't imagine there being a worse team than the 83 and 78 cardinals that uh that won the 2006 world series so if if somebody can beat that this yep. year i'll be pumped <laughs> yeah cool um the last thing that I wanted to note, uh, and uh, I'll give uh, Kevin a couple minutes to rant about it, uh, Ellie Dela Cruz stole three bases in one at bat. He stole second and then third and then home uh, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, uh, uh, before we let uh, Kevin rant, Pat, Ellie Dela Cruz, Dude. so fun. <laughs> Dude, I love him. What he's a fun like, player. He's like becoming like one of my favorite players to just watch. Like, He's so sick, dude. And he just he just does it all. Um, all right, we, we we've talked about Elliot Cruz the last couple of weeks, and there's nothing new to add except for this really fun thing happened. So, uh, Kevin, time is yours. Uh, all right. So, I was at the game on Friday. So, just in general, watching that man um, from a perspective of seeing him in the crowd, he's really imposing. Like he looks as big as you know the stats say and everything else when you see him in person. He's rangy as all get out. He played third on Friday, and then Saturday he switched to short. I think is what it was. And that was even crazier to think about. But that particular play that everyone has seen by now, right, is just straight bonkers. So he gets on first. Uh, he's It was an RBI single, too, to get on first. And then he goes ahead and does that anyway. So he's affecting the games on everything. So hitting the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the bases, everything. Um, but then to steal home, basically what happened is the pitcher turned around, the catcher turned around, De La Cruz just stared at both of them and then was home before you know it. Um, I love the Reds as an organization in the sense of they've got a lot of energy and they're, you know, growing and becoming something big in the division. So watching a guy like Cruz 
really galvanizes the fans and brings someone around has just been a lot of fun to watch. I didn't personally enjoy seeing him <laughs> take it out against my team, but we did take two of three, which is a huge deal for us. Uh, we also broke the uh, record, or not the record, uh, the consecutive streets for the Reds. They had a home run going for like, I think it was 14 games or something like that. And they had, so long story short, he's fun to watch in person. He's an absolute beast on the, on the base pass. And we all know that. Um, and watching him steal home was just something uh, I'll probably, you know, never forget. And that's that. I, I've I've been saying this for I think you know probably since uh, since I've been on the podcast is like you know in the division obviously you're not like especially for for the the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Cubs like we'll we'll not like each other beat up on each other and, and the Cubs especially right I will not like the Cubs if they're zero and one sixty two I'll still be rooting against them. Awesome. Um, but. The Pirates and the Reds, it's its hard to hate them, you know? <laughs> and maybe because they've been so bad, and I don't remember the big red machine, so for me, right. it's always just been kind of that. Um, it would be something to see if they continue to, to grow and become something massive. I mean, there's so much got, history they, on that and team. They, and, they, and yeah, both teams have like a, a long history and and have had a recent long history of not being very good. Um, and like they have, you know, these likable players, right? For the, for the Pirates, McCutcheon and for the for the uh, Reds, obviously Votto. Um, and then and then, you know, now that the young kids coming up and all the new guys and, and yeah, it's 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 exciting. I'm, I, it's certainly possible that in 15 years, I'm like, man, I hate the reds. Um, but, uh, you know, for now it's, uh, it's fun to see them, <laughs> uh, you know, embrace, uh, embrace uh, the youth movement really is what, what they're doing. And like, cause, cause these guys are all, you know, I think, uh, of their starting lineup right now, the only guys who are over 30 are Votto and Luke Maley. And, uh, and, you know, Votto is, on his way out with guys right behind him coming up. And uh, Luke Maley, I think, is only uh, the catcher because Tyler Stevenson still is recovering from from an injury. Um, but he's he's still catching quite a bit. So it, it right. really, they, they can put out a lineup out there that's all like 27 or younger. I know this is a bit of a pivot. We talked about the rules at the beginning of the show. And with the big stolen bases and the increased size, like we're seeing something insane. Like De La Cruz is now the only player in MLB history with 40 hits and 15 stolen bases in his first 30 games. Yeah. It's never happened before. It's yeah, just yeah. And, and and the the Reds are a team that's embraced those stolen bases, right? India has twelve, Friedel yes. has sixteen, Fraley has sixteen, like um, you know, they've got guys who are who are back off of the twenty six man roster who have ten stolen bases, you know, like yeah. they uh Spencer Steer has nine stolen bases and he's the first baseman, you know. So like <laughs> exactly. they, uh, they 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 certainly are are embracing that. They're one of the teams that's embracing that uh, that future. And like, you know, like I said, they're a young team, they're embracing the future and they're they, 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 they it, it seems like Reds baseball, uh, at least right now, is the template for what baseball might uh, might be looking like in the next few years. And it's exciting to watch and it's fun to watch. So, you mm-hmm. know, uh, talking about the health of the game like we did earlier in the episode, like this, this seems like a, a, good, a good, yeah, so something something positive for, towards that. Um, hey, let's talk about the MLB draft. So we listed the top 10 picks here, uh, and we'll just we'll tell you them right now. Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, Max Clark, Wyatt Langford, Walker Jenkins, Jacob Wilson, Rhett Lauder, Blake Mitchell, Chase Dolander, Noble Meyer. And that's Pirates, Nationals, Tigers, Rangers, Twins, uh, A's, Reds, Royals, Rockies, Marlins. Um, 
those are the top 10 picks. There's obviously uh, a number of other picks down the list. So I'll mention the Brewers. Uh, Kevin's team took Brock Wilkin, who's a third baseman from Wake Forest. Uh, the Cardinals, my team, took Chase Davis, who's an outfielder from Arizona. And the Phillies, uh, Pat's team, took Aiden Miller, who is a shortstop from J.W. Mitchell High School. Um Aiden Miller, by the way, quite a faller. He was ranked 13th according yes. to MLB.com and fell to nearly, you know, at the, uh, second to last, right? Basically, because I, of the. Uh, I wonder if there's signability concerns. Um, yeah, but, well, and, and we, we talked about this a little bit before the show is like, is, it, it can be tough with high schoolers. Yeah. Because um, you just don't know. But, you know, maybe Papa Dave will uh, convince them to uh, yeah. Papa join, Dave. Join, join the organization. Um, you know, just looking at the draft here, um, I've been following um, the lead up to the draft and college baseball World Series in particular. Um, Paul Skeens going first overall to Pittsburgh feels right. I mean, so I don't know how many listeners really have been paying attention to college baseball or, you know, even you guys have really paid attention to what Paul Skeens has been doing. But this is the most hyped pitching prospect to enter the drafts than Steven Strasburg. Um, more hype than Garrett Cole, more hype than all that. You know, this is the most hype since Strasburg. And he was dominant in the College World Series. And, you know, I I was thinking, man, the Pirates are probably going to go with Cruz because Dylan Cruz is also, like, so they're both LSU teammates. So uh, I think this is one of the first times where two teammates have gone one and two in the draft. Um. But Cruz is is a fantastic hitter as well. You know, a guy that profiles to be a 25 home run, 300 hitter. Um, so, like, there was a case that he could go first too. But I think the Pirates nailed this pick because they need a pitching prospect. They need someone that can anchor that rotation with Mitch Keller. And like this dude has it. Like, would not be shocked if he's if he's on the opening day roster next year because he's that good. Yeah, he, he's ridiculous. And like as we're talking about what the Reds and Pirates are doing, man. Yeah. And like I'll comment on the Reds here too. Rhett Louder, oh man, that is another good player there that they got, and that's a guy that can slot into what's already a really solid rotation in the making there. Yeah, I, I'm Paul curious. Skeen, uh, go ahead, Lynn. Again, I'm gonna uh, go after this. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at at the list here. I'm seeing like a uh, uh, Nolan Shanuel who uh, was projected to go quite low and ended up going with the 11th pick. Do, do you know much about him, Pat? Not much. Um, I know he was, you know, he had a really good season for Florida Atlantic, but I think this was a case of they wanted someone that would be easy for them to sign. Yeah. Um, who took him again? I, I completely missed. Angels. The Angels, yeah. So I think the Angels wanted someone that they could they have an easier time at signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Angels were going to go Tommy Troy or um, Blake Mitchell or someone like that. Well, Mitchell already went, but I thought Tommy Troy would have been that pick for them. Um, but I think they they like the signability of him better, and he probably fits, you know, what they're trying to do there better too. For sure, yeah. Um, it's interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about Pittsburgh a little bit there. And, you know, Skeens is, like you said, that prototypical starting guy. And I think Giannis is going to be in that rotation right away. Uh, they had the LSU um, manager on during the draft tonight. And he was just, they couldn't sing enough praises about those two. 
and how both of them are MLB ready. So I don't think we'll see him in the minors long. I bet you both those guys uh, make some major major league debuts, uh, if not next year, the year after. Do, do we do think it's a Mike comment. Lake situation where he goes straight from college into the majors? Oh, it could happen, dude. It, it could it happen. These guys happen. look like ready for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah. Skeens is what six foot uh, four two. I'll tell you right was, now. Yeah, Paul six Skeens six two thirty five. Six two thirty five, and he throws a hundred. I gotta say though, yeah. like watching the coverage of it on MLB Network. Uh, they gotta get rid of Harold Reynolds out there. He was driving Seriously. the insane. He's like, <laughs> he's like. So now that Skeens has been drafted, do you think Pittsburgh's gonna let him hit? Like, no, they're not gonna let him hit. No. Like the dude's velocity went up when he switched to being strictly a pitcher with LSU. He literally forgot the last name of the dude he was interviewing and had to like <laughs> just like uh until they put it in his ear and he's like, oh, just kidding, gotcha. I'm like, no, get out of I, here. I, I don't Reynolds. think Harold Reynolds is bad. I think he was out of his element. There his, you go. That, that's his a good broadcast good career is a lot like his major league career. Very mid. I think I think I think Harold Reynolds is okay when he's doing what he should be doing, and I think sometimes they uh, either make him or let him do something that he shouldn't be doing, and it's like, hey, maybe maybe we give you a lane and keep you in it. Um, uh, but, yeah. yeah. Another <laughs> thing to comment on here: uh, Wyatt Langford ending up with the Rangers is a sick fit. Like. White Langford could have gone first overall, and he was insane in the College World Series as well. Like the three of the the three college guys that went in the top five, Jeans, Cruz, Langford, they were all incredible in the College World Series. And if they were in separate drafts, each one of them would have gone number one overall. That's how good these so, guys are. So we just got done talking about all those college guys. Have you guys been following this Max Max Clark situation as far as his viralness and all of the Instagram things and everything that's going on outside of the baseball world? I have not. So he's turned so basically over the last three or four months, he has turned into the most viral player um, or drafty that pretty much has existed in the age of YouTube and Instagram. Now um, he's garnering more likes and more follows and things from a youth perspective than anybody has up until this point. He literally has um, film crews following him around and documenting his high school games. Um, Rawlings, the baseball company, just sponsored one draft, like took the entire thing going for his draft profile. If you looked at his um, actual getting drafted tonight, like his family made an official backdrop that had like Max Clark draft 2023. Like he's just being marketed like when Bryce Harper was coming up as an 18 year old. If Bryce Harper was doing it in 2023, you can imagine what that would look like from an internet standpoint, from a viral standpoint. Yeah, it's fascinating. So guy, I, think, I think we've seen that yeah. kind of stuff in basketball, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we have a lot more recently because I think I think basketball and the NBA tend to draw that kind of thing more. And, and it'd be interesting to see that kind of thing in, in uh, baseball as well. And again, like if, if Max Clark, you know, pans out quickly, that's huge for the sport of baseball and major league mm-hmm. baseball, because if he yes. understands the media and social media landscape that well, then suddenly now you can have a, a, you know, again, there's something we've talked about with, with trout for a decade now of like, he's kind of the face of the MLB. He's the greatest player in, in, in the league, but like his presence outside of on a baseball field is not much. Right. Um, and so to have those kinds of, you know, whereas in the NBA, like there's guys like, for example, Kevin Durant who have too much of a social media presence, yeah. um, you know? So, so it, it, it would be interesting to see the, the MLB, I think maybe get pulled a little bit into, into that. And then obviously guys, you know, like Stroman and, and um, uh, you know, other guys who have had a, you know, Dan Heron had quite a social media presence as well. So there's, there's obviously guys like that, but you know, this sort of 20, this, 
uh, I mean, yeah. 2020s version of a social media right. presence is is uh, cool to see. Yep. So we're definitely not an uh, someone to keep an eye on because I think he's going to be, you know, something like you said, it's, we hope that he turns into something for the good of the game. Right. Yeah. If he turns into something, then that's great for the game because he's somebody who's got that huge personality. Um, yep. Who can, and who starting can... from a young age and just continuing yeah. to, to exactly. develop that. Yeah. 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 Um, any other thoughts, uh, Pat or Kevin? Um, uh, Chase Dolander falling, falling so far. When he was being hyped up as a Strasburg type pitching prospect, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. He's now with the Rockies, and um, be interesting to see how that works out for him. Well, interesting because again, I, I'm just looking. I, I have, I, I am very bad at following, you know, baseball prospects, especially because it's so tough. Like they're going to get drafted, and then, and then, you know, aside from maybe Skeens and Cruz, right? Most of these guys are going to be another three, four years before you see them yeah. at all on a, on a major league uh, uh, roster. But like uh, Dolander looks like was fell pre-draft. Whereas uh, you're looking at, uh, you know, I'm looking at guys like uh, Colin who how uh, is he yep. uh, 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 and, and Aiden Miller who fell from like, like we said, right. Brett Miller fell from 13 all the way down to second to last Colin Houck fell into uh, pick 32, which is, yep. you know, like, compensation round pick like um from from uh 12 which is the projections like those are those are interesting to me and those like you said are high school guys so there are say assignability concerns they they are committed to uh university so like maybe they just decide to go get university education and we we mentioned before uh recording uh arjun namala who is um who is indian born in india the first uh player born in india to be uh to be drafted um uh not 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 the first person of indian descent but the first person yeah. born in india uh or like the first indian born in india uh cuz uh, like we mentioned before the show um uh kumar rocker's mother is indian so um but uh um it, again he was like ranked 11 drafted 20 but high school guy who you know is committed to a university program and and might be going there you know like the bottom half of the first round like it's not unreasonable for a guy to think, Hey, if I go spend a year or two at college and then get, you know, come back, I could get drafted in the first half of the first round and, you know, stand to make twice as much money. So. And speaking yeah. of which, um, you know, we just talked about the money and the signing bonuses and all that right now. And it looks like we're going to break some records. You know, Dylan Cruz is probably going to sign for around 10 million. Uh, Scott Boris is his agent. And he's kind of put that number out there and Paul Skeens is going to be probably right behind him. Uh, and it's just interesting to me that that kind of money going up for a player who's never, you know, done anything in an MB, but that's what you pay for right now. You're paying for that premium and that opportunity. Um, so that's, kind of interesting to see that money go in that way um, yeah, as far and as my last value bill, is like 9.7 yeah. and 9 million so I, I don't know i think that's that cba stuff like puts their mm-hmm. slot values there and whatnot so i think i think you know those values go up over time anyway um sure. so so i think that's 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 you know and another thing good. um you know teams like you know teams that picked in the top six here uh don't figure their stuff out um in the next two years uh the new cba rules they cannot be eligible for the lottery again so say you know pittsburgh is terrible next year again and the year after and then somehow they're terrible again and have the worst record even though they had the worst record in the league per the new cba rules they would not be eligible for the lottery it would automatically i didn't know that's how the lottery and cba rules work that's that's yeah. very cool and it's, i'm it's a, in favor of that it's <laughs> So it's three years for small market teams and two years for big market teams. 
that's mm. that's cool i like that I like that that yeah like like yeah, discourage is tanking right and that's yep. and that's what especially like it's it's tough right because there's a lot of tanking in the nba and and i i am somebody who is you know i am a victim of the process yeah i, I exactly. know all about it <laughs> yeah yeah uh and, and that worked out real well so um <laughs> so yeah it's let me tell it, you <laughs> Uh, so it, it's good to see MLB at least taking efforts to prevent that from from happening. Because again, especially with uh, you know, even in the top six picks, like you might get a guy who's major league ready right away, but right. it's often you know more often than not, even in those top picks, you're going to get a guy who's not ready for another three years. So it doesn't it incentivizes those teams to not just get that player ready, but also to build a team around them when they're when they're ready to get to the majors because otherwise you know what's the point in in being a bad team you know in in three years even though the guy hasn't come up yeah for sure um hey let's talk about uh all-star stuff uh so the future games re- futures game uh recap the nl shut out the al five nothing marlon uh nasim nunez wins mvp i did not watch the futures game um uh did uh, uh kevin did you I have watched the highlights mostly because um, Brewers prospect Jacob Mizorowski uh, was the the highlight, I guess. He um, was averaging his fastball over 100 miles an hour. He struck out the side. He looks absolutely flipping stellar um, for a guy that we just drafted last year and has only been playing in uh, high A uh, in the single yeah. A this year. But either way, he's just been you know looking like an absolute beast and to show out in the biggest inning, essentially, of your life. I know that's totally weird to say. But that's the first time he's had a, you know, a national kind of platform to do that. Right. And in a, in a major um, and league stadium cool. and all that. Was, yeah, exactly. And uh, to, to average over 100 miles an hour on your fastball and to throw almost a dozen of them, it's like, OK, you're going to turn some heads. Uh, and it's cool for, for, for Brewers fans to start seeing something like that because we just drafted him. Like you don't expect someone to, to show anything. And obviously the competition is pretty low right now, uh, but it's just cool to see. Uh, Pat, but for the rest of it, no, I didn't really see anything else. <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously being uh, in uh, the middle of nowhere uh, on Saturday, I wasn't able to watch it, but I did watch highlights this morning because I heard Micah Bell was really good uh, in his appearance, and you know he struck out too and looked good. Um, so I'm excited about him possibly uh, coming up soon. It looks like he's figuring his stuff out. Uh, yeah, cool. So yeah, I, I, I also just, di- I didn't get a chance to watch the features game. I, uh, spent my night watching the all-star celebrity softball game instead. Cause that's my favorite part of oh, uh, Ryan Howard <laughs> hit a nuke in that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, that's, 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 that's my favorite part of all-star weekend is the all-star celebrity softball game. It's, uh, it's so much Zach Levine almost hit one out of the park. Like, like, yeah. you know, in the softball game, like they, they, they put fences in, but like Zach Levine almost hit one, like it made it to the warning track. Like it almost made it to the actual. <laughs> like an actual That's home run. Insane. It's dude. It's the All Stars, uh, the celebrity All Stars softball game is so, much, so fun. much fun. It's I, so I'm much. Not gonna sleep on that 20, next year. It was twenty-one to nineteen. Oh man, it's it's like it's so much fun to watch. Uh, it's funny because a, a friend of ours uh, is is um, from uh, he's from Seattle, lives in Vancouver, and uh, I was watching the the softball game on like on YouTube, and like uh, just some miscommunication, he thought I was in Seattle, and I was like, listen. If I was in Seattle, I would absolutely be at the also celebrity softball yeah. game right now. So that's fair. That's <laughs> like that is what Very I would fair. be doing with my time. See, I didn't know you could watch it on YouTube right now. I, I found that out today. I always thought it they just aired it after the home run derby. 
Like that's what I'm yeah, used that's, to. That's, watch, that's, that's what they used to do. But I, yeah. As of the last few years, they've started airing it on on YouTube, and yeah, it's. It's the best. <laughs> I love it. Accessibility. <laughs> Put everything on YouTube. Come on. For sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. like and, and so because what they used to do was with the celebrity softball game, there would be the Derby, and then there'd be like a truncated version that would air on ESPN, and then you know on like ESPN two at like three in the morning, you yeah, could watch. Everybody has that. <laughs> you could watch the whole game, and it's like, nah, man, just put it on YouTube. No, it's just great. Put it on YouTube. Send <laughs> so, a link to your buddy. Uh, Felix, everybody can watch Felix it. Felix pitched and like not well because <laughs> oh. it is softball. I get it. Um, uh, they won though. Brett Boone was the MVP. It's great. <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's it, like i said my favorite part of all-star weekend is the uh is the all-star celebrity softball game because it's so it's so silly and fun and and <laughs> everyone's having a great time uh yeah. you know adam divine was there <laughs> like it's <was> great <laughs> it's great fantastic um I think I lost the outline. Uh, so Home run derby time. Home run derby. Home run derby. All right. So the final competitors were named. So I got the full field in front of us right here. Um, so the first, the number one seed in the derby will be Luis Robert of the White Sox going up against Adley Rutschman of the Orioles. Um, the flying Rutschman. Yes. The flying Rutschman's in the derby. I'm kind of. Surprised. I'm interested to see how that works. Um, seed two is Pete Alonzo versus hometown hero Julio Rodriguez. Uh, so we'll see if Pete Alonzo time can hold down going the hometown the hero. He's going, going for the three feet. Um, Mookie Betts <laughs> goes up against Vlad Jr. So you've got uh, a guy who hasn't really hit for much power in his career, who's now really hitting for power, going up against uh, Mr. Groundball himself. Uh, so that'll be an interesting one. And then the last seed, the four seed, will be uh, Adelise Garcia uh, versus uh, my guy, Randy Rosarena. Two Cardinals legends right there. Yes. Adelis Garcia and Randy Rosarena. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so that's I, gotta, I gotta get out in front of it because if I don't, then yeah. it just feels sad. <laughs> so that's the whole field. Um, my, my, my. I'm gonna give who I want to win, and then I'll give my predictions uh, after you guys are are done. But my guy I want to win is Randy. I'm Team Randy all the way. Yeah, I, I think I think Randy obviously is a, is look. He shines in the bright lights. He is a fun baseball player. Uh, I, I hate that we don't have him on our team anymore. We could really use him. Um, you know, I, 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 I love Adley Rutschman. Uh, I think Julio Rodriguez winning in front of the home crowd would be a lot of fun. That's, uh, I think that's probably my guy, but Randy probably at second and then Adley would be, would be my sort of one, two, three of who I, who I would want to win again. Like, it's just like Julio in Seattle in front of that home crowd yeah. would be a blast. Yeah, so I feel like the bad guy when I immediately say I want Alonzo to just crush him and go ahead and win the whole thing because, I mean, there's only been one guy in history that's won three home run derbies, and that happens to be Ken Griffey Jr. So to see something as cool as that, to to tie, like, the kid as the only other guy to do it three times, and he's running away with it. In Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah, so right. I'm I'm a supervillain for this. I really am. Um, But he is far and away the guy who hit the most home runs in all derbies combined. He's got the most power in the derby behind Robert or even right with him or Robert. I don't know why he's called him that, but um, 
I think that Pete Alonso go ahead and does this just for the sake of being the, the villain. Um, and, it is Robert. <laughs> it is Robert. Good. Thank yeah. you. All right. We all um, say Luis Robert, but like, I think he said it and that's technically Robert. I don't care what, what you say, but sweet. I think it is technically there, Robert. I feel yeah. so dumb though. Um, Rushman <laughs> is a cool little uh, thing, but I, I think he loses in the first round. Uh, or Ray Zarena. Yeah. I mean, I want to see the hat. I want to see the arms folded. I want to see all of it. This, this is supposed to be the fun, most ridiculous part of the, of the whole thing. And, you know, they've been doing this for 38 years now, right? Right. So it's something fun for everyone. And I, I just want it to, to be ridiculous. I was looking at some stats and they switched from the um, the old format to the timed format in 2015. And since that point, it went from averaging around 60 home runs per derby to about 240. Yeah. So the, the time that change is the best is just way to bonkers. do it. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to kind of turn in and continue to see how this goes. I, well, that's what I'll say, right? I, I think I think the Derby kind of used to suck, and yeah. the the new form. That's that's why I love the celebrity softball game so much. Is because I'd be like, yeah, whatever. The Derby, the Derby, the Derby, and then the softball game would come on and be like, oh, this is fun. This, these are guys having fun, and the Derby na- and, and gals having fun, uh, and the Derby now is just like now it feels like they're having fun, and it feels a lot more fun. Um, uh, I will say, like Alonzo is my pick to win it i think he will win it uh, i think it's hard to bet against uh pete uh no no thoughts only dingers alonzo um <laughs> <laughs> like like i you know and by the way even did, did griffey win three years in a row or just three total three total three okay total. so like even if julio wins this year pete alonzo will be back next year he can win next year he can still be the guy to win three it's That's fine. fine you can That's still fine. have both you can have it both ways all right fine i still want to be the bad guy though <laughs> no no i get it listen i, I think it's, it's hard to to bet against him for sure right. yeah. plus then we didn't we have that matchup of guerrero versus julio last year that was so epic or am i thinking of something completely different either way so many bets uh, you're thinking guerrero because this is guerrero's it was, it was Julio derby. versus albert last year that julio, was yeah albert julio that was the fun one uh yeah. Got it. The, no. the, the youngest, the, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Julio Rodriguez, who I believe was born after Albert Pujols debuted or maybe like right before, which is, it's great. It was awesome. Guerrero's <laughs> first derby, he set like a record for home runs in like the first round or something like that. Just yeah. I think, I think like, Vlad is yeah. still like top three for most home runs hit in the derby and yeah. he's only been in it one. Was insane. Oh yeah, four, he, had, he broke the record. He's just 40 home runs in one round in 2019. yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. And there's always going to be, I mean, there's going to be that one guy who hits like four home runs and then is gone. Um, (laughs) Every year. I'm going to say that's Mookie Betts for me. Oh, really? You know what? I don't doubt it. Yep. So I I think how this is going to go is uh, Robert's easily going to beat Adley. Um, I got Pete beating Julio. I got Vlad beating Mookie. I got Randy beating Adelis. And then. Based on the seating, it would go uh, Robert versus Vlad and Pete versus Randy. So I have Randy beating Pete, and I've got Vlad beating uh, Robert. And then it's going to be Randy beating Vlad in the finals. I'm all in on Randy winning this. Let's see it. And that's your prediction? That's my prediction. I think Randy's winning it. Like, Randy shines brightest. No, you're right. He does. He does. And I think he very well could shine here. But... It's Pete Alonzo time, you know? <laughs> I'm betting against him. I'm betting against gonna, him. You're going to put those headphones in. He's going to listen to Immigrant Song, and nothing's going to happen but homers. Uh, Zeppelin on repeat. Just Zeppelin Beautiful. on repeat. That's just like, 
it's Pete Alonzo, you know, like how do yeah. you, I get it. I get it. I, I'm not, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying I'm rooting for him. Although like, I'm not going to be upset if he wins. It's like, you know, I think all of these guys are, would be fun to win. Um, but uh, it's, it's hard to bet against Pete Alonzo. I think is all I'm saying. Yep. But, but you're right, Randy. I mean, Randy is, you know, he shines on the, it's his big game. Randy Rosarena. I think it's very, very likely that, that he, at least it's his not, moment, man. Yeah, that's true. It's, it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, cool. Well, let's talk about the, uh, all-star game replacements first, before we do some predictions. So in the American league, Wander Franco is replacing Aaron judge due to injury. Julio Rodriguez replacing Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Alvarez injured as well. Uh, Kyle Tucker replacing Mike Trout due to injury. Um, George Kirby replacing Shane McClanahan. Jordan Romano replacing Framer Valdez. Pablo Lopez replacing Kevin Gaussman. Uh, I believe all of those are they pitched unless one of them. Uh, uh, McClanahan get injured or McClanahan? Framber said if he can't start the All-Star game, he doesn't want to pitch in it. Well, but Framber also pitched on Saturday, so he's got that too. Um, yeah, he would have had the option to pitch in it, though, if he wanted and yeah. he just no, should said because yeah. he's not starting, he doesn't want to pitch. I, I think I think it's probably like a bit of both. I think I think yeah. if he started on Friday, he probably wouldn't have been like, I'm not going to pitch. But I think he started on Saturday. He's like, well, if I'm not starting, it's not really worth like yeah. screwing with my r- routine. Like I, I, in context, sense. it feels like it, it makes enough sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Carlos Estevez replaces Emmanuel Classe. Is Classe injured or did Classe just decline? Uh, he declined. He declined. Um, he also had a really bad uh, relief appearance this week, so maybe he just like yeah. let me just take the take the week off. Um. So yeah. Um. The yeah, no no medical reason. His focus turns family. He's got something going yeah. on with his family. The the quote from uh, Terry Fakona. I don't want to get into the details. It's challenging. He needs to get back with her, which we fully respect and support. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, they're expecting a baby, so yeah, so guys just that, need to be that, home. That's, that guy needs to be home. Um, in the National League, David Bednar for the Pirates is replacing Clayton Kershaw. Alex Cobb from the Giants replacing Bryce Elder. Kodai Senga from the Mets replacing Marcus Stroman. Uh, Elder, Stroman, and then Corbin Burns from the Brewers replacing Spencer Strider. Those three guys pitched this weekend. Kershaw is injured. Craig Kimmel from the Phillies replacing Devin Williams. Williams, I think you said. Um, he's, just, just, he's been getting used a lot. There's no injury. There's no problem. I think it's just a matter yeah. of just usage at this point. Wants the rest. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, and then Geraldo Perdomo is replacing Dansby Swanson. Uh Stan be injured? Uh, yes, 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 he is. Is injured. yes, he is injured. Okay. Um I I I guess I, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. This did like happen like a day ago. I missed that. Because I know we were talking last week about how Dansby probably should be starting yeah. <laughs> over uh, <laughs> over um <laughs> Orlando. Arcea. Yeah. Orlando. Orlando Arcea. Yeah. But uh, you know, now he's not even playing, so the point the point becomes moot. Um yeah. So yeah, those are all those replacements. I think there's still, I think there's still some guys we mentioned last week who uh, we thought might make it as replacements who were kind of snubs who are not making Dude, it. If, I, if, uh, if another Philly was going to be joining the team, I thought it was going to be Bryson Stott. I did not expect Craig to make it. Yeah, I mean that's 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 just I think because of it being a pitcher thing. Right. Although I guess Bryson Stott could replace Dansby. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's the same similar thing, right? With uh, um, Goldschmidt, who we mentioned last week, is like a first baseman didn't go down, right? So there's not a spot yeah. for for Ford. Goldie to right. to take. So it, you know, you, you kind of get some of those. Um, yeah, uh, Geraldo Perdomo. I mean, he's having a good that, year. 
Yeah. He deserves and, it. And, he 100% deserves it. And, and playing for that Diamondbacks team, who, as we mentioned, is like, is playing out of their shoes. Again, you know, it's one of those things of like a lot of those Reds kids who are playing out of their shoes didn't make it. And, you know, theoretically, they'll have a lot of time in the future and they'll probably make it in the future. But, uh, you know, you would have maybe liked to see one of one of those guys get in. But Geraldo Perdomo certainly is deserving uh, and, and similarly is playing for, you know, this team yeah. that is that has surprised everybody. This speaking year, of kids, so. I mean, we talk about replacements, but Wander Franco, we, you know, got snubbed in that position, but at least he's got yes. an opportunity now to get his first all-star nod and hopefully one of, of very, very, very many in the future. Absolutely. Franco is one of the ones we mentioned last week as getting snubbed. That might yeah. be a replacement. And it's, it is good to see that, uh, that, you know, a wrong was righted in a way yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that Wander Franco gets to, gets to make it there. Yep. Um, so, uh, all-Star Game predictions, notable moments, MVP. What are we What are we thinking is going to uh, going to be going on in this All-Star Game? What are we hoping for? What do we want to place bets on? Oh, can we debate whether or not it was uh, good of MLB to have playoff implications attached to uh, the All-Star Game, or whether we feel like it's better now with having no uh, reason? I 100 better now from oh, 100, yeah. I, I'm the, I'm with you too. It was just kind of a weird thing where it just feels like you shouldn't have anything it just, tied to it. It was just it. awkward and weird and like and then like you know, it, I, it's much better when the All Star Game doesn't matter. Like it's fun mm-hmm. and it's fun to like to like it and and seeing the stuff happen. But like it, you know, it, it 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 sucks to like yeah make it matter and like and like these guys are you know I think some of these guys who are like just taking the the day off for a reason that you know like hey like you know. Yeah, it's, um, it's 162 game I, season, and you get five days off in a row to be their family. Some guys are like, "Heck yeah, I'm going right. to do that." Exactly right, but I think you know, I think a guy like uh, like Framber Valdez, for example, might not take that opportunity if it matters for the Astros, who might potentially make it to the World Series, and then it matters for the home field advantage, right? right? Yeah. So, like, I think it's good to allow guys like Valdez or McClanahan or um, or you know Strider um, who who are playing for teams that have a good shot at making it, but don't want to, you know, have this one extra game that matters. Like, you know, fine, man. Just let, uh, you know, let there be a situation where, you know, like, like, uh, in 2013 or whatever, right. When, when Adam Wainwright grooved a fastball to, uh, to Derek Dieter, let him get a home run in in his last All-Star game. Yeah. Like, that's fun. That's more fun than, you know, it mattering. Yeah. 100%. And that one mattered, I think. I think 2013 still mattered, but it was better you know you you want to have those moments in all-star games so, you want to have yeah. those moments of you know of in the 90s when um when a rod moved to third base so cal ripken could play shortstop yep. like you want those moments yep. those moments are so much better than hey it matters now because w- one game we had to cancel mid-game because uh, they went past nine innings and we didn't know what to do right so like, that was our reaction was like wait what? yeah no no that being yeah. said um i'm looking forward to a lot of fun uh, i'm looking forward to some guys just you know enjoying the the pageantry and the in the whole thing um i don't really know if i have a prediction i guess i'm gonna say probably the al beats the nl just because and uh i think corbin burns probably pitches an inning and gets two strikeouts there we go that's my big my big <laughs> prediction just because i can and i'm a homer for the, Brewers, for the so. fences there <laughs> yeah I, know. I mean i don't it's it's the all-star game it's hard to, to predict no, much of anything sure. and uh i'm just looking yeah. forward to a a good game just for the sake of, the, of it for the fans and being entertaining absolutely pat all right so i think the al is going to beat the nl um and we're going to see uh, Randy Rosarena become the first person to win both the Home Run Derby and All-Star Game MVP in the same weekend. 
Um, but I'm here for <laughs> that. Really, really he he, is, he <laughs> is going to hit a grand slam in the first inning. I'm calling it. <laughs> Whoa. All right. I'm calling All right. Justin Steele is hey, you know, Justin Steele is going to start the All Star game, and Randy's taking him deep. I went as pedestrian I was as possible. We were talking before the before the show about how yours. like uh, it's like Zach Gallon or Justin Steele starting. There's not like great options, yeah. you know, with yep. uh, Kershaw injured and Strider not pitching. Dude, and, like, Rand- Randy you know. is hitting a grand slam. He's going right, to get not excluded. <laughs> Burns, and he's taking care. them deep. Randy, Randy's gonna lead off. <laughs> uh, he, all right, he leads off. He lead off home run, regardless. Lead off home Randy run. I think honestly, lead off MVP. home run. I think is is well within within reason. I just like it looks like like looking at this lineup. Randy seems like a, a sure bet to be like one or two in this lineup. <laughs> give, give give me Randy MVP. I'm slamming it. I'm I'm putting the money down now. <laughs> give it to me. All right. All right. I mean, all right. I I think I you. think the National League breaks the streak. I think they 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 finally win an All Star game. How long has it been? Now? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Luis Arias. Luis Arias for MVP. I think he's gonna go like two for two with a double or something like that, and like a, a bases clear and double. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's that's my that's my pick to click, as as <laughs> as, as, as they say. Thirteen games. Holy crap! I didn't realize that. Right. Oh no, that was the streak from 1997 2009. What's it currently at? The the, um, the NL or the AL beating the NL. It's it's like nine or ten. It's long. <laughs> okay. uh, the the last time the last time the NL won was 2012. All right, all right. So this will be wasn't too 11. far off then. You're 11. This is this is year 10 because 2020 there wasn't one. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So this 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 is year ten. I, so this, I this burned is, this the year twenty twenty from my brain. <laughs> yeah, ninety seven to 09, The American League won as well. Uh, Two thousand two was obviously the controversial tie, um, but uh, but the other games, the the AL won. But yeah, the, the AL certainly has a quite a history of uh, of beating the NL. But uh, I think this is the year. This is the year. This is the this is it. National right League's year now. to finally turn it around. I mean, it was I, close I, last year. It was three to two last year. Okay. Yeah, it was I'm, close. Yeah. I'm gonna be paying a lot right. more attention now than I probably would have been. So thanks for that, I suppose. <laughs> I just I just want this year to be a slug fest. Like I don't want the pitchers to put any effort in just make just a slug lollipops the whole time. Ooh, just, just, just throwing up pitches meatballs. Just... Hey, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Swamp donkeys galore, man. Yeah, that I mean, sure, why not, right? I want I want Shohei to get three strikeouts and two home runs. I don't think Shohei will be pitching. Yeah, I don't because think because of the blisters. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I, I don't know about the blisters. He got okay, yeah, because he's listed like technically as a as the pitcher as a pitcher as well. But yeah, yeah, oh, that makes I feel sense. like he'd pitch. be starting. But um, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think he he will be. I think well, Eric two, Cole two home runs he can still do. He can still do two home runs. <laughs> yeah, hundred <Yes. 100%. laughs> percent. Please, <laughs> let's see it. Let's absolutely go. I'm here. Um, Randy will hit three because Randy's got to win win MVP man. Win MVP. Give it to me. I need it. <laughs> I love it. We're just not even mentioning Kimbrel at all. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's Randy. Uh, you Already. know what, Craig is. You know, I, I'm glad Craig made it. I'm glad Nick made it. Like, if anyone else has to win MVP, give it to Nick. You know, let let Nick have uh, the game of his life. Maybe something tragic will happen that day. I think <laughs> I think the NATO, I think the NATO summit's happening this week. So something something's <laughs> yes. gonna happen. <laughs> World War Three gets announced, and Nick Castellanos hits four home runs oh, in the All Star game. Goes uh, off in the All Star game as the nukes start raining down. Oh, I can't wait. All of the sound bites for days. 
Oh my God. Um, uh, by the way, yeah, because we did mention last week that uh, Kershaw and Hayter were the only pitchers with more than on the on the National League side with more than uh, two All Star game appearances. But now Kimbrel, uh, this is his ninth, and then Corbin Burns is his third. Yeah. So they bring some some veteran leadership. Wow, look at that <laughs> to the All Star game. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there were a lot of like first time All Stars or second time All Stars. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot. Uh, you a told lot more, you Craig uh, Kimbrel was going to be an All Star for the Phillies this year. I would have laughed at you. <laughs> I would not, especially, especially, especially after the Grand Slam to Muncie in Dodger Stadium. I would have laughed. Yeah, he's, I, he's, I he's honestly turned it on, you would know? not have. Yeah, I, yeah, no, absolutely. Same with you. He's also like he's also not been like amazing and kind of a weird pick. <laughs> well, so if <laughs> you look at a closer, if you look like, at what do we he's got? done after since giving up that Grand Slam, he's got like a one. One zero six ERA, dude. He's been insane. He hasn't blown a save since. Fair enough. Fair enough. And of course, the Phillies have been winning. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that I think is gonna do it for us. Unless we got anything else that's not on the outline that we haven't mentioned. Any other All Star game thoughts, uh, or or All Star Week thoughts? Mm, No. No, I, right. I just well, I just want Slugfest, man. Give it to me. Give me a good. Yeah, arena, by the way, I, I looked at the stats since since May 9th, Kimbrel has a one point oh eight ERA. There you go. Uh, yeah, three earned runs in twenty five innings. He's uh, forty strikeouts. <laughs> so he's throwing ninety seven again, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. All right, man. Craig Kimbrel is Mr. Anti Pitchcock himself. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel, hey, maybe he leads the league in pitchcock violations. That's hey, listen, but like, look at his last three years with no pitch clock, yeah. and this year with a pitch this clock. Year with it, he's like, maybe the pitch clock's been saving him. You yeah, know? it's forcing him to Keeping not think about it as much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the first month's a little rough adjustment, and then suddenly you you figure yeah, it all I'll out. I'll just take know? the violations. Who cares? I'll just strike them out. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, yeah stick them sure. into my yeah. uh, into what you would come for on the count. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, then that's going to do it for us here on Rain Delay Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Rain Delay Radio is executive produced by Lewis. Our theme is composed by Chuck Lease. My name is Naim. I edited this episode. I also hosted it along with Pat and Kevin. Uh, and Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern time. We'll talk to you next week with first half superlatives in theory uh, as well as the all-star game recap and uh, and hopefully much much more bye 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 see ya